Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to The Confidence Show, a podcast for the big dreamers who want to create more confidence so they can live their lives on their own terms. Hosted by confidence and life coach Rebecca Hawks, that's me by the way, The Confidence Show was created to inspire you to say yes to the things that scare you, to help you feel less alone when you're struggling with your mindset and to show you that you truly can design a life you love. With a new episode landing in your feed every Monday and Thursday, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out. Hi guys and welcome back to The Confidence Show. I'm very excited about today's guest. We have the wonderful Tamsin Crimmins. Tamsin is a somatic coach working with quietly revolutionary female entrepreneurs, coaches, healers and world changers who want to step into their own version of embodied leadership. She's obsessed with helping best kept secrets who'd love to be more industry famous, discover the medicine in their message, feel confident sharing it and getting paid for being themselves. As a former journalist with bylines in Elle, Stylist, Grazia, The Guardian and The Sunday Times Style, she's written about it all and interviewed everyone from Caitlin Moran to Stella McCartney. Tamsin brings a journalistic instinct for a high impact message together with somatic healing work so her clients can build pleasure-based businesses that disrupt the status quo. She's also 18 months sober, which has changed everything for her. Welcome, Tamsin. Oh my God, what an intro. <laughs> Thank you. I'm actually longer than that sober now. I'm I'm two years, eight months. Oh my goodness gracious me, that's huge. It's life-changing. I, I so love that you want to talk about that. Like, yes. it's one of my favorite topics. I do, I do. Should we, we'll circle back to that towards the end because there's so okay. much that we've got to cover, but it is something I really want to talk to you about purely because I keep getting these nudges to go sober and I'm like, but I love alcohol too much. I don't want to. Interesting, <laughs> so okay. It's going to be very, very interesting to discuss that with you. So I'm so, so happy that you are here with us today. Um, let's start by talking a little bit about your journey in business. So as we just heard, you were previously a journalist for many well-known publications. What made you want to move from journalism into coaching? Um, interesting question, because my life was a bit of a mess. Oh, wow. Back in, back in the days of drinking champagne, red carpets, you know, doing the London thing, dating around, like it was like sex in the city or so I thought um but you know when things look great on the outside but they don't they're not so great on the inside I was really struggling with my sexuality 
I was struggling with um, who, who I was, what, what I wanted, which I think is super common for people in there. I was in my late 20s and I had a huge life shift when I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Saturn return, which is around 28 and a half years old. I think many people will probably be familiar with that point in life being like, what's happening? Who am I? <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of pressure, especially for women at that age of, you know, like, we got your career together, got, got somebody to marry, like buy a house, do all of the things. Um, and so I, what I did was uh, just sort of pack up all my stuff and run off to India. Um, probably inspired by Eat, Pray, Love, I'm just gonna be honest. Um, and I was meant to be there for a couple of months, ended up being there for a year, did a lot of healing work, didn't even know what the hell healing was. It's like, I don't, I, I don't get it at all. And uh, once I'd sort of dipped my toe into being in my body um, through lots of yoga practice, I was like, okay, there's a lot going on here. What is, what are all these messages? What's happening? I was very up in my, my head, very confused a lot of the time. And really from there, everything has developed each, there's never been a plan. There's never been a like, I'm gonna become a coach at all. Um, it's been just going deeper and deeper, like, you know, doing womb healing work. I did that for many years, which was, you know, what I needed and what I was sharing with other women as well. I was doing a lot of hosting women's circles and just bit by bit, more and more and more was unfolded at a pace that suited me, it turns out. If you'd said to me, trauma somatic coaching business five years ago I would have been like no what are you even talking about so it's yeah it's just been a very organic process that's kind of found me here where I'm like okay the body I get it this all makes sense um and and now I'm in a stage of like really deepening into my skills in somatic work um so yeah I hope that answers your question yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. It's so interesting because obviously when like growing up, Sex and the City was like my thing. And it is always whenever I'm going through a breakup or a hard time, it's the box that comes out and I'm like, OK, this is what I want. And you have this image of it being such a glamorous, exciting lifestyle, like living that London life. But it, as you said, it's so different on the outside and how you feel on the inside is ultimately the most important because you can be living this life that everyone sees as incredible but if you don't feel good in yourself like what's even the point like why live your life just to look good to other people so the whole shift that you did and spending all that time in India what I, I know you said that you were inspired by Eat Pray Love but what made you choose India to go to was it just because it was in Eat Pray Love or was it because you felt a calling to how did that kind of journey come about I have no idea I really <laughs> really have no idea why I went there I yeah maybe I was called there I have no idea um I I think that the spiritual path seemed to offer something uh some kind of answer to the 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 messiness that I felt inside you know I was I wanted peace I wanted some kind of um something to to hang on to you know like is it God is it like I just didn't I, I had no idea because it felt like uh, life was so chaotic. Um, there was nothing to grip onto. There was never anything that felt steady. And so I was always searching. I was a real seeker, seeker, seeker. 
always looking for new things and it's really interesting now I'm not <laughs> I'm just I just love my life and I'm like yeah more of this please this is great but back then it's kind of weird to kind of even go back there in my mind and think about that time um which lasted for many many years it's not like it was just like a flash in the pan and then everything was cool it was like you know 10-15 years of chaos and now things have stabilized you know just to be honest um so yeah I think it was some kind of calling to find something in spirituality or god or whatever you want to call it that could offer me some kind of peace and it was the stepping stone that helped me find the things that truly worked which for me is trauma healing somatic work um but as I say, I needed those stepping stones, you know, to find myself there. So I'm very grateful for that time in my life, as wild as it was. Mm, absolutely. And I think when you've been through that kind of journey yourself and you've experienced all these different modalities, and as you said, like the womb healing, you've done the yoga, you've done the trauma healing now, you can help facilitate that in other people. You can help, even if you can't be the one that necessarily does the I don't know if you're trained in yoga or whatever you can't be the one that teaches the yoga but you can help people see like okay actually if you did the yoga this is what you could maybe uncover or this is a new part of the you that you could heal using this tool where you've lived that you can help other people so much more um can you tell us a little bit about what a somatic coach does and what the word somatic actually means because it's not something that I'm like overly familiar with and I don't know what whether our listeners will know either mm, yeah yeah um somatic it's from the word soma the greek word soma which means body um so I think I mean you could ask 100 people and have slightly different definitions of somatic work but for me it's befriending the body <laughs> and actually listening to what our systems have to say on, a, on a, a subtle level and being guided by that wisdom because so many of us we live in a culture that's very very dominated by the thinking mind the rational mind there's not so much heart wisdom womb wisdom um, body wisdom um, it's it's changing now um, and there's been so much research done into trauma, and I'm sure many people would have heard the phrase, the body keeps the score, and this idea that the body holds on to um, an overwhelm of energy, basically, and until we release it through the body, um, it can show up when we get triggered, for example. Um, and the work that I do is mainly with entrepreneurs, and as I'm sure you know, the entrepreneurial path it's not a smooth one. Uh, there are there are many things that can come along that I think this is why we subconsciously perhaps choose this path because we we maybe suspect that it's uh, going to show us where we need to look. Yeah. Um, but there will be things that come along that can create huge amounts of activation in our bodies, and so much of the wisdom and the teachings have been that we mindset it away. Um, you know, we change our thinking and then we change how we feel. And actually my approach, um, which is learned from um, incredible scientists in this field, um, understands that most of the communication is actually coming, 80% of what's happening is coming from the body up to the brain. So 
20% comes from brain to body. So when we work somatically and we listen to, to all those little messages that the body has from clenching in the jaw or the stomach to a fluttering heart, to sweating, to whatever you could imagine, wanting to run, you know, when we can tune in and listen to that, which can be super scary to do, because if like me, your body felt like a very, very unsafe place to be and that you wanted to escape it, which I used to do with everything that I could get my hands on, sex, drugs, alcohol, like drama, whatever, um, coming into the body, it just has to happen slowly and gently. But when we can build that relationship and listen and understand to what's going on underneath, then our thoughts change, our behaviors change. Um, for me, it's, a, it's just a much more effective um, way of actually being able to move towards the things that we want and hold the things we want without uh, parts of us going whoa like I can't handle that that feels really unsafe so a lot of it is about creating safety in the body so that we can create the things we want to create that's so beautiful and what would you say is kind of the first like baby step people could take to kind of move into looking at how they can befriend their body in that way so that they can clear some of this stagnant energy that's stuck Mm, yeah it's such a good question and I think we're all starting from such different places for me it started on the yoga mat you know get having that experience of noticing my shoulders noticing noticing my body full stop like it, I was not connected at all I did not know what was going on in my body I didn't have an awareness of when I was hungry when I was full what I enjoyed, what I didn't enjoy. I, I, I didn't know like who I wanted to spend time with, who I didn't, I just wasn't listening to how I felt at all. Um, and what will often happen is the body will start to scream at us <laughs> later until we listen. So um, finding practices, maybe it's exercising, maybe it's um, walking in nature, maybe it's yoga, Maybe like for me, for a long time, it was taking really indulgent baths. That was the place that I could really feel my body. But it could be so many different things. There's really no right or wrong. And But what I really want to encourage is, is just dipping in a tiny bit. If you can feel your feet on the ground right now, then you're embodied, you're present. Isn't that incredible? If yeah. you can feel your fingertips rubbing against each other, wow. Like, what does that, what does that feel like? What's the sensation? What's the temperature? Um, and it can be for literally a couple of seconds. You know, it doesn't have to be that we go and do an hour long yoga class or great big workout or whatever it might be. Like it could actually just be, can I feel my breath? Can I take one breath? And feel what that feels like. And then we build from there. That's so lovely. And it's so simple isn't it it's not something that's like unavailable to everyone it's not something that's been like put on a pedestal where you've got to be a certain type of person to be able to do this work or you've got to be able to invest in this sort of work like it is as you say so simple it's just like feeling your fingertips together or putting your feet in the ground and the, I suppose the more that you start to um, consciously do that the more that it naturally starts to happen and the more that you just recognize the way that your body feels without you having to sit there and think oh my body feels like this today 
Yeah, it's definitely a practice, 100% a practice. And for many of us, we need practitioners and people to hold us in in that exploration. I know I certainly have. Yes, we can do a little bit of this work ourselves. But as I say, for many of us coming into the body, listening to the body is totally foreign and alien. Um, And actually, if it feels too much, um, having the space held by somebody else is what a gift it's so incredible um like I say like I started in the yoga room I didn't know what was happening now I have a much greater understanding and have people holding me regularly to be able to tune in um but yeah goodness gracious this has been years and years and years in the making um but you're right it's available to absolutely everyone um and I would just say take it take it slow and start to build up um an understanding of even something, depending on where you're starting from, you know, am I am I actually hungry? Do I need some water right now? Do I need rest? These are messages that our culture overrides on the regular. Women especially, we are not taught to listen to our appetite. We're taught to count calories and watch what we're eating, not feel it. You know, we are taught to push through tiredness instead of rest when we need it. So... It may seem really obvious, but actually how many of us are truly listening in this culture, it's quite challenging. Absolutely. And then when you add in entrepreneurship on top of that, when you're like, well, I'll just send this email or I've got to get this done or oh, I've only worked for five hours today, like I need to do some more. But naturally, your body's like, I need to nap. And this is why I will, I've started to give myself lots of space during the day. And say, like, if I want to have a two hour nap in the afternoon, I mean, I don't typically, but there are days if I need a two hour nap, I'm going to have it because I know pushing through, I'm not going to achieve anything in that time. I'm just going to stare at a screen. But society will say, well, yeah, but you're being productive because you're on the laptop. Well, no, actually, I'm being productive by having a rest and like recharging my batteries and looking after myself first. 100%. Yeah. And the magic that unfolds when we are in that listening relationship. You know, the two hour nap could lead to the light bulb solution that you need for that problem that you're facing or the idea for your next program or um, be able to help you center so that you can go and have a conversation, a challenging conversation with somebody. You know, it's it's hugely valuable um, in and of itself just to take care of your physical and emotional health. but. What I find time and time again is the more my clients are tuning in, the more they're listening, the more embodied they become, the more strategy, marketing, sales, like it all just becomes so much easier because there's such a deep sense of trust within our own beings rather than constantly looking outside for answers. We know the answers. We really, truly do. Um, But there's a hell of a lot of noise out there and it's very difficult to actually tune that out and come back to ourselves But the more we give our body the space to communicate with us, the more it's going to. Yeah, absolutely. And then things will just change so much. Like just even, I know myself, like when I just have that trust in myself, everything just feels easy. Like I can write a social media post in seconds and it, and whether or not it's the right post, it will feel good to me. And then it doesn't matter whether it's the right post because I feel good putting it out there. And then you have that like confidence to show up and to be visible and to have conversations. And you've not got those voices in your head going, oh, what's this person going to think? And what's that person going to think? And 
yeah <laughs> it's so yeah. different you've hit the nail on the head because having trust to me it is the most essential ingredient to success as an entrepreneur like you cannot really get anywhere if you don't trust yourself the moves that you have to make that to to actually get where you want to get putting yourself out there sharing your message putting your offers receiving sales like these things are not small like people talk about them like they're just no big deal but the work I do is supporting people to actually have the capacity to make those moves you know and that is I just really want to normalize that if any of those things feel challenging like you're, there's nothing wrong with you it's absolutely nothing wrong with you um your body is communicating that something isn't quite right and when we are in a space of presence and regulation within ourselves that's when we can feel the trust and our thoughts are supportive and we can take the actions that we need to take and, and trust ourselves to be able to hold ourselves no matter what happens whether we hear crickets whether we make more money than we've ever made before whatever it might be uh, so I love that you brought up that word because I feel like people have asked me so many times but how do I trust myself mm -hmm. like well imagine just building up trust with your own system that you give it what it needs yeah like, simple as that it's so simple I think we we make it this difficult thing or this thing that's going to take loads of effort or this thing that we we I don't know like 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 you say so many people ask how do I trust myself and I've asked that question as well like how do I trust myself it's like we want someone to give us the answers we want somebody to tell us okay well you can trust yourself by getting up at this time each day by doing this each day by doing like going through this check checklist but it is just as simple as listening to yourself and honoring your needs honoring what what your body is telling you it wants yes yeah yes it is as simple as that and how many times have we tried to build trust with ourselves by giving ourselves hugely unrealistic targets? Yes. I know you've talked before about wanting to be in like the 5am club, you know, like I'll only be successful if I get up really early and I have achieved this, 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 this. You know, it's like re rewiring ourselves and reprogramming ourselves at the body-based level of actually I'm safe to um, share my voice. I'm safe to rest when I need rest I'm safe to um sell you know all of these pieces all that stuff you know like must do this 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 this, this all falls out you know we just don't need it no absolutely not hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What can you tell us a little bit about um, what a regulated nervous system looks like and what an unregulated nervous system looks like? and how you can maybe like one thing that you can do to kind of re-regulate your nervous system if it's not quite where it should be Mm, yeah okay this is such a good question and as somebody who spent the majority of my life with a dysregulated nervous system if somebody had tried to explain to me (laughs) what these states were then Mm -hmm. um it would have been like speaking a foreign language I think so Really, the best way to understand regulation and dysregulation is a regulated nervous system is one that is um, present in the here and now, and it's not actively self-protected. So we're able to connect with one another. We're able to attune to one another. Um, We are not in a state of fight flight, freeze, or fawn. And those states are our self-protective states. So many of us are very familiar with fight or flight. We know that we might start speaking really, really quickly. Um, our, our hands might clench together. We, um, you know, our faces get get, get wider. Um, there's more alertness there. Our legs feel like they want to run. We start fights with our loved ones. Um, And we don't necessarily know why we're behaving in that way. Like a lot of us are running on that sympathetic fight flight energy in our businesses. Um, And when it's it's essentially we go into that, if you think of animals, they are very, very, very good at um, they're hanging out on the savannah. They're just chilling. They're relaxing. They're playing, having such a great time. But they can go into fight flight energy super quick when they hear a sound. Um, they're so aware of their environment. But what's so incredible about them is they can they can cultivate all of that energy to run from a threat. But then after the threat has gone, they return to, they shake it off a lot of the time and they return to a state of regulation where they're then eating or playing or sleeping, that kind of thing. But when humans, unfortunately, what often happens is we go into those self-protective states like fight flight and we get stuck there. Mm. We find it difficult to come back into a state of regulation. And regulation is where all the good stuff of life is. It's our creativity, our pleasure, um, problem solving, connection, like it's beautiful. This is where we wanna be spending the majority of our time. Not all of our time because we wanna be able to jump into fight flight when we need to, when, it's, when there is a genuine threat, but for a lot of us, we go into a fight flight when we're considering posting on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got, our, we're, we're, we're vigilant to threat. 
Um, so that's when we want to be able to soothe our nervous systems to come back into the state of regulation. So that's fight, flight, sympathetic. But if uh, in the animal kingdom, if an animal can't escape or fight a threat, what they'll do is they'll go into shutdown. So they'll play dead. Mm. So that you actually, you know, they're actually numbing their systems so that it doesn't feel as painful to be eaten. <laughs> or the threat might think might, might then leave. So we have the, exactly the same um, functions. And this part of the nervous system, this is where there's apathy, numbness on, um, and you know maybe we can't get out of bed and everything is just really hard. And I spent a lot of time in that state of my nervous system. Um, and again, what we really want to be able to do, that, that's also that parasympathetic nervous system is also where rest is. So we want to be able to dip in and out of these dysregulated states or into blended states of play or deep rest. But we don't want to be getting a healthy nervous system is one that can move in between those states, at, you know, um, easily. And but for so many of us, we get stuck in those states and it's we can't talk ourselves out of that I'm sure you, I don't know if you've ever had the experience of trying to talk yourself out of a panic attack yeah it just does not work or, or you know feeling really really down it doesn't work it's because it's the nervous system it's our body and what it needs is to be shown we're here in the, it's the here and now the past is gone um we're in the present moment and we're safe. And we and we do that by using different somatic tools, which can be so simple. Could be as simple as tapping um, on different points around our head. I mean, sometimes I'll just find myself tapping my forehead, for example. Or it could be um, certain breath work. Mm -hmm. I'm in a very, very, very um, activated state, in a fight or flight state, where there's a bit of anxiety. Um, I love a long exhale. Exhales that are longer than your inhale help to calm the nervous system. Equally, if you're in that shutdown state, um, we want to gently, like a bear coming out of hibernation, we just want to really gently might be using music to just, not like the, putting on some great big pop song or something, just something gentle. And then allowing yourself to, to, to slowly start to, can you move a little bit? and start to show your system, okay, yeah, it's safe for me to come out of these protected states, because that's all they are. They are, it may feel frustrating, and I spent many years working on this and have felt so frustrated. Why I am safe now? Why is my system behaving like I'm about to die? Like, this is crazy. You know, even something as simple as, um, I've been with my partner now two and a half years, and, um, that felt overwhelmingly threatening to my system to have a loving partner come into my life. It was so unfamiliar. I had to really tolerate the good, the good things coming in because they felt so threatening to my system. Um, I know that can sound really odd. It's like, well, of course we just want good things to come into our lives. It's like, it's safe, it's fine. And we try and tell ourselves, but this person's nice. Like, why, why, why am I so activated? Um, and that's because our bodies are storing um, trapped energy, if you like, and anything that reminds them of danger in the past, and it could even be ancestral, um, it's going to come into that self-protected state. So 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we have those three different states and then a bunch of different blended states. But we really want to be learning to widen our capacity to spend as much time as possible in that lovely present. It's called the ventral vagal complex. Um, we want to be spending as much time as possible there. Yes, that's a nice place to be and lovely, mm-hmm. lovely, calm place to be. Um, it can be calm and it can be playful and it can be, you know, it's having a regulated nervous system doesn't mean being calm all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes what confuses people. Um, yeah, I think that's it's probably actually a flexible nervous system. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I would probably assume it more to be, as you say, like it. I didn't realize it didn't have to be calm all the time. That's kind of how I when I'm like calm and at a peace, I'm like, oh, well, I'm like I'm regulated but then there are times where I'm like having fun or I'm high energy or I feel really good and it's not in an anxious or overactive or like panicked way but I don't necessarily recognize that as oh I'm safe in my body at the moment oh interesting okay and would you say in those before sorry yeah and in those moments are you connected and present or is there a part that feels like self-protection is needed no, I think for the most part, when I'm, yeah, feeling really good in those moments, and I am present, like when I'm having good conversations with people, when I'm out and I'm not, because there'll be times where I'm out and I'm having conversations with people, but there'll be that anxious voice in my head that's like, I have to, like, I'll have social anxiety. So it's almost like I'm having conversations, but my brain isn't in the conversation. My brain is like elsewhere. And I'm just mm-hmm. trying to like, not come across as anxious or not come across as rude or I'm like what am I going to say next like what's what's my next sentence going to be so that people know that I'm listening kind of thing but and I know yeah. that's not the same but there are times where I do have like good conversations where I feel really playful or joyful and my energy is really high but my body my body's not calm but it's not a yeah not a negative feeling in the body yeah it's that feeling feeling safe you know feeling safe to let go and have fun feeling safe to uh play feeling safe to be excited you know this yeah it's not all kind of just on our meditation cushion feeling feeling all calm at all it's being able to move through our lives with in a sense of state of presence and what's so wonderful about that is that's when we can really truly become intimate with ourselves with other people we have this incredible creativity and decision making you know we're not moving we're not making our decisions or functioning in our relationships from a place of survival, because that's what those dysregulated states essentially are, is we're in our survival response. And a lot of people, especially in the early days of business, are running everything through survival. And there's only so long we can do that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Going in a slightly different direction, slightly different. (laughs) One of the things that I really admire about you is the way that you've kind of chosen not to subscribe to this whole being on social media everyday narrative that we get told that we need to do all the time. I see your emails every now and then, but I wouldn't say that you are like consistent in the way that we are expected to be consistent in that send a letter to you, like send an email to your list every week be on social media every day that kind of stuff yet you've still got your successful business you're able to receive new clients regular income all the things that we aim to achieve in our businesses can you talk a little bit about how you choose to be visible in your business and some of the challenges that can come from having to be visible as a business owner 
Mm, yeah, it's a really common um, complaint or question, this, this idea of how much we show up, how we show up, what actually feels good for us. And honestly, I, I think it just changes all of the time. Um, I am not a robot and I don't have a huge team behind me. Um, I think if you can get to the place of having lots of things scheduled to go out and have a team looking after things and it all can look super consistent, then that's wonderful. That's a, that is definitely a strategy and, you know, go for it. Um, what The way I run my business is relationally. I build relationships with people and people tend to work with me for a long time because we have a, a sense of connection and intimacy. Um, they come back time and time again. I get enormous amounts of referrals, which I think is a strategy that is very overlooked in the online marketing world. Um, be good at what you do and people will talk about what you do. Um, having said that, I do try to show up as much as I have the capacity for on email and social media. I do enjoy creating content and putting it out there. Um, and I, and I, but I don't let the algorithm run my life. And I also don't let the algorithm decide uh, how successful I get to be. I think there's so many of us subscribing to these rules and that's all like, that's great. If you're somebody who wants to show up all the time and you love it, that's amazing. I don't show up on social media at the weekend. I'm with my partner, I'm living my life. And the majority of my life is happening outside of my business and my um, content, because that's what I care about the most is my actual life. <laughs> um, so I think there's a balance that you can have where you can have structure. And I know for myself, structure and stability and systems and strategy has been something that my nervous system has found very, very, very hard to cope with in the past. The more stabilized I become in my nervous system, the more I am able to implement those things so that things can be running without me having to be there. Um, and you can also have like, okay, when am I feeling lit up? When am I excited to show up? Because this idea that we are going to give 100% every single day is just ludicrous. Yeah. You know, maybe showing up, maybe we just have to change what showing up means. Like maybe it's more than enough on one day to be, your, your version of showing up is like spending a lot of time on the yoga mat or walking in nature, journaling. Another day you might do a live video, a podcast interview and three, schedule three emails you know, but we're not going to be the same every single day. So I try and honor my body as much as possible and also lean into systems and structure as much as I possibly can. But every time I gather evidence that my business, like my business is working, you know, everything works out for me all the time. Um, the algorithm loves me. You know, there's more than enough money in clients. Like these are the beliefs that I live by. And it's very tempting sometimes to think, oh my God, if I'm like, how can I be successful if I don't have 10,000 followers on Instagram or if I don't have a reel that's gone viral or, you know, however many, I, I hear so many people saying to me, God, if people knew that I only had 300 subscribers on my email list, but I made 50 grand last month. Yeah, like, yeah. because a lot of the things that we've been taught are what I call bro marketing. It's this idea of, 
follow the formula, hit the hit the goal, do the steps, no matter what, um, say the right thing. I'm like, no, I that that didn't work for me. I made the funnels. I did. I followed the rules. I did the things that I was told to do, even though my nervous system was screaming like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. And then when I shifted to start to listen more deeply to my own inner wisdom and actually connect with humans and really understand my own magic and my gifts, my message, well, then people connect. And when people connect, people want to be in your energy. They want to work with you. You know, you can have the perfect funnel, but if you don't have resonance in your nervous system, and for me now, the future of business, especially our business, where it's been through a big reckoning in the last couple of years, people have been through a lot and we are not putting up with the bullshit anymore. We're not going to give all of our money to these bro marketing coaches who don't care about us. <laughs> they don't care about us. We're just a number. We want to work with people who we actually connect with and have that that level of intimacy with because that's when we can actually shift things, you know? Absolutely. And as a client, we want to do that as well. Like we want to work with coaches who are like that. But then as a coach ourselves, we also want to work with people that we have that connection with because that connection helps create an even safer space. And when you've got a safe space with someone, they're going to open up more so you can help them even more. And that's probably why you get so many repeat clients. Like I've had multiple clients that have come back to me again and again, because we have that connection. We have that space. We have that safe environment where you can uncover even more and heal even more. Oh my goodness. You've, like I couldn't agree more. When we create a safe environment for people to do the work that they want to do and we believe in them and we show up for them, that's that's the magic and it's it's not talked about enough when people are getting caught up in posting at the right times on social media getting the funnel doing the facebook ads doing all of this that and the other a lot of the time they're completely missing well how are you holding your clients how are you actually interacting with people how are you making people feel like how are you feeling in your own system um it's as far as I'm concerned, it's like the future of business is nervous system led when we can actually feel safe with one another and connected. Yeah. Amazing things can happen. Absolutely. And especially because of the uncertainty and the fear over the last two years as well. Like we're so much more vulnerable and uncomfortable and scared than we used to be two years ago. And we need people who are going to understand and as I said like look after us and and support us and help us feel safe in that way um there's also you touched on a, bit, a moment ago like the beliefs of needing to show up in a certain way needing to be visible in a certain way needing to worry about the algorithm there's also this common belief that's been instilled in pretty much all of us throughout our lives that the harder we work the more we receive and the more we deserve to receive yet this is a belief that you don't subscribe to and you are actively proving that it isn't the case. So how can we change that belief in ourselves so that we don't feel like we have to work hard to receive our desires? Oh my God. Yeah. Love it. Um, so by hard work, what I want to kind of preface this with is hard. Like I work hard, <laughs> you know, I show up, I show up for my people 
you know, I, I, I put some effort into things that I do. Of course I do. But what I don't do is push myself way out of my window of tolerance. What I don't do is ignore my body. What I don't do is constantly overgive. What I don't do is push my boundaries. So actually what a lot of the, the, the kind of receiving model that most of us, especially people socialized as women, that there are so many rules about how we get to receive. We can receive if we've been a good girl. We can be receive if we've um, completely ignored our own needs. We can receive if we get given a lot first. And what I am shifting into and what a lot of my clients are shifting into is a different model of receiving, which is a model of a relaxed and open nervous system. It's a model of I give what I give and then I sit back and I receive. And the way that we move those models is through the body. So if our system feels comfortable with like, okay, I receive when I hustle, like I'm okay when I am overworking. What we have to do is gently show our system through nervous system regulation work. It's safe to slow down. It's safe to come out of that hyper vigilant survival state it's safe to offer what we offer and trust again like coming back to that word that people will feel the offering and come through so doesn't happen overnight does not happen overnight and and and, and it's interesting when you talk about it at the belief level because um what i would probably say is the nervous system level and the beliefs shift with that so when our nervous system feels safe and relaxed and calm and open and all of those good things. Um, and we are building evidence of receiving coming through. I don't know whether you've ever had it where it's like you take a holiday and you think maybe your business is going to fall apart if you take this break and then you come back and there's like three people in your inbox wanting to work with you, you know, gathering that evidence all the time, like, yes, this works, I can do this, I can slow down, I can soften, I'm okay. And the more we build that capacity for presence, the more we build the capacity for pleasure, the more we actually allow our, we experience life through our felt senses, we experience the world, we experience wealth, success, joy, happiness, fulfillment. These are not things that we experience in our brains. These are things that we experience like we feel like I'm moving back in my chair as I'm as I'm talking about these things because I feel safe to allow my heart to be open. You know, when we're when, when we're self-protected, we 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 are scrunched up like this. You know, so many of us like on our laptops, like oh. you know, what happens when we allow our body to actually start soaking up? Like, oh, this is what abundance feels like. This is what expansion feels like. This is what oh, you know, huge deep breath comes naturally, you know, like, okay, can I, can I soak in that? Can I allow my entire system to believe, <laughs> to feel and believe that it's more than possible to receive from this model and not just the model of hustling and doing and overgiving, but it takes us creating um the belief in our bodies first you know because then it's like I often think to say to myself like I create it in my body first I, I it, it's alive in my body first and then it then it comes into the physical realm 
you know, and, and when it does, my system's just like, oh, cool, like I've been expecting you. That's great, you know. Um, so I hope that explains that because it's a, it's a, there's, there's so many conditions on receiving and it's worked up to a point, but this is a new era of women running businesses and being entrepreneurs and leading, you know, and we get to choose, like, I'm not interested in burnout. I'm not interested in, in hustle. I'm not interested in any of that. I'm interested in enjoying this phenomenal life. Yeah. No matter what is going on in my business. Yeah, absolutely. I think so many of us, when we start our businesses or even like a few years into our businesses, our business becomes our life. And we forget that actually our business is just supposed to be there to support us in living our lives yeah. in the way that we want. And we spend so much time building the business that we forget to actually live. Yeah. And I often think about it as a relationship. You know, it's a relationship that I have with my business. It's a relationship that I have with money. And, how, you know, if I'm constantly giving and never allowing my business to nourish me, I wouldn't want to do that in my romantic relationship. I wouldn't want to do that in my friendships. Why would I do that in my business? Mm -hmm. You know, but so many of us feel so much more comfortable giving and receiving is really, really challenging, especially for women. Um, and there's and there's so much deep conditioning that you've got to earn it, you've got to work for it. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm saying is, we, it's actually our birthright to receive. It's actually, you know, when we're born, we effortlessly receive the nourishment from our caregivers and food and sustenance. You know, like we we open ourselves to that. But at some point along the way, whether it's you know, it's dangerous to take up space and receive and be seen. Um, we're punished for it in some way. We are made fun of in some way, whatever it, whatever it might be. We learn, okay, in order to stay safe in this environment, I have to behave like this, be like this. And then we come into our businesses and we're taking the same conditioning with us. Whereas we actually get to write new rules. We get to say, oh, I'm, I'm more than enough exactly the way I am I'm more than worthy you know and that on the body level first will translate up into thoughts and beliefs yeah and it's so much more empowering when we do that when we say do you know what I'm not available for these these beliefs anymore I'm not available for these feelings anymore that's not how I want to feel in my body and I'm going to change that yeah yeah making that decision having that desire for sure come back for the second part of this incredible interview where Tamsin will be sharing daily practices for shifting into receiving energy and the sifting method that she uses to regulate her nervous system see you there thanks for listening to the confidence show with me Rebecca Hawkes if you enjoyed this episode please take 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review on iTunes this will help the podcast reach more people, which means we can help more people increase their confidence and love themselves for who they are. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I will see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 